Very few believers know who they really are in Christ, and that's important to know in good times and especially in bad times. Even fewer believers experience the reality of who they really are in Christ in their daily lives. Coming up, we'll talk about living in the full benefits as the blessed person in Christ that you really are. Next on Daily in Christ. Welcome once again to the Daily in Christ podcast. I'm Mark Van Oos. Lately in our current series, Blessed Beyond Imagination, we've talked about the most blessed person of all, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fact that someone else who does not deserve to be blessed is, in fact, blessed just as much as Jesus. And that person is you, believer and every single person who is in Christ. Now, I realize that as I'm recording this, and I'm recording this on March the 29th, 2020, we are in the midst of a surging pandemic called coronavirus COVID-19 that is spreading like wildfire across the globe and even in my own country, the United States. And As I said in the podcast last week, it's easy for us to think, what in the world does a series about being blessed beyond imagination have to do with the dark times we're in? Dear friend, it has everything to do with any time of our lives, but especially during the dark times. And lately, we've been looking at what the Bible says about who you really are, believer, in Christ, and how much you are blessed in him, good times or bad times. And the way that we identify those scriptures is by going through the New Testament and finding the verses in your Bible that say, in Christ, or in him, or by Christ, or by him, or through Christ, or through him, and so forth. Those are the verses you want to look at. And in the last two episodes, when we, and lessons in the Blessed Beyond Imagination series, we've shared some of these in Christ realities, scripture truths. Now, again, I want to make it very clear. These are not your so-called position in Christ, as so frequently this is taught, or it's not just your identity as a Christian. It goes way beyond that. These are your realities. Dear Christian friend, you are in Christ. And just as he is real, all the benefits that you have by virtue of being in him are just as real. And that's why I like to refer to these not as positional truth, not as identificational truth, whatever, (laughs) but as reality. They are in Christ reality, scripture truths. And here are some more. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says this, for all the promises of God in him, in Christ, there it is, in him, 
are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. So taking this verse and turning it around into a confession of the reality that we're already in, it goes like this, in Christ I have already received all the promises that God has ever made, and they are yes and in Christ, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, I hadn't planned on doing this, but I want to go into the scripture for a moment and look at the amplified version of this because it brings out a very interesting um, nuance of the underlying Greek language which the New Testament is written in. Now, this is good. Listen to this in 2 Corinthians one twenty in the Amplified Version, which says this, For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him, Christ. For this reason, we also utter the amen, so be it, to God through him, in his person, and by his agency to the glory of God. That's a second Corinthians 120 in the Amplified Version. Let's take this apart because this is so good. The Bible is full of hundreds, maybe thousands of promises that are made, and every single one of them um, are yes. The answer from God is yes in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's significant. God made promises to Abraham and to the Jews. Those promises are to you. A Gentile believer and Jewish believer, because they are yes, they find their yes answer in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So as you go through the Bible, you may see a particular promise and think, well, I don't think this is relevant for me because I'm not in that circumstance, but they, that promise is yes for you. It's yes from God. Why? Because in Christ, to whom? is the yes and amen. Uh, that is yes for you. Now, there's the second part of what uh, 2 Corinthians one twenty says, and that is our response. It says this, for this reason, the reason being that all the promises that God has ever made, they are find their yes answer in Christ. For this reason, we also utter the amen. And you realize that the word amen or amen or amen in the Hebrew means so be it, or it is so. So what happens is because those promises are yes and a yes in the Lord Jesus Christ, they find the yes answer in him. Our response is amen. So be it unto me. So be it to God through whom in his person and by his agency is the glory of God. And guess what? This gets back to what I started toward the beginning of this series. You know, it seems a little counterintuitive for us to spend any time talking about the blessings of God, but do you realize that the blessings of God magnify his glory, magnify his goodness? They do end up having us agree with God and give him the glory. So that's another tremendous in Christ reality that we find there in 2 Corinthians one twenty. Here's another one, another reality that we have in Christ. And this is found in two places, Galatians 3.14 and Ephesians 1.13. And I'm just going to state the reality. It says this, in Christ, we already have received the promise of the Spirit. 
Now, all of these in Christ realities, these are not speaking of things yet to come. They are speaking of those realities which we already have. Why do we already have them? Because we're in Christ and Christ is in us. That means we already have him. And how can we have him and not all the benefits of him? And one of those benefits is having received the promise of the Spirit. Again, you can study this on your own, Galatians 3.14 and Ephesians 1.13. Now, the Spirit here referred is the Holy Spirit, and that's God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Scripture speaks of the action of the Holy Spirit in our lives in three primary ways. So this expresses the promise of the Spirit. Number one, the Spirit internal or or the Spirit inside of us. And this uh, makes possible the manifestation of the very life of Jesus in and through us. John 14, 16 to 20 and Galatians 5, 22 to 23 speak of that. For instance, Galatians 5, 22 to 23 is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all of those things. The fruit of the Spirit is the work of the Holy Spirit internally inside of us. Second action of the promise of the Spirit is we are Spirit-sealed. Ephesians 1, 13-14 talks about this. This sealing is kind of, you heard of the term, seal the deal. It is the action by which the promise is guaranteed to us. Um, in Ephesians chapter 1, it's the idea of an earnest payment. You know, if you've ever uh, put a contract out on, on a house that you wanted to buy, you, put, you made the contract and you made what was called an earnest payment, which meant I am guaranteeing that I am going to, to pay the full amount to purchase this house. That's the way it is with the Holy Spirit sealing us. It guarantees our promised inheritance. The third action of the promised Holy Spirit is the Spirit upon us. And that is the anointing and empowerment for witness and carrying out the Great Commission. And we find this in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. The the disciples were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. And that anointed and empowered them for the powerful witness that they had. Thank God for that. So the action of the the promise of the Spirit that we have already received in Christ is three things. The Spirit internal, the Spirit sealed, uh, sealing us, and the Spirit upon us. Here's another in Christ reality. In Christ We already have the anointing that teaches us concerning all things and is true, and we abide in Christ. That's based on 1 John 2.27. It says that all in Christ are anointed. Now, in the Bible, the idea of anointing refers to two things. Number one, someone being set apart for the purposes of God And the anointing also uh, means that that person has been designated by God for something and equipped by God to do it. 
all of us who are in Christ are already anointed. Why? Because Jesus, the Messiah, and you realize the Messiah means anointed one. Jesus himself is anointed. Uh, The Greek word for Messiah is Christ. So whenever you speak of Jesus Christ, you're speaking of Jesus, the anointed one. Now, listen, friends. If we say that we are not anointed, then what we're really saying is that Jesus is not anointed. I mean, how can it be that we have the one who himself is called the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ, and not be anointed? That makes no sense whatsoever. It is wrong for the believer to pray for God to anoint us. It's wrong. There's been many times when I have uh, been about ready to preach to a congregation and there's a group of people that will pray over me and they'll pray that I would be anointed. And I, I bristle at that because I don't need anointing. I have the anointed one, the Messiah. I therefore have his anointing. Anyways, why would you be praying five minutes before it's service time for me to be anointed? That's pretty pathetic. Plus, if we pray that way, you know, we pray that we would be anointed or our pastor would be anointed or that preacher would be anointed. What we're really saying is that Jesus himself, the anointed one, the anointed one, is not enough. And that brings up an important point. When we don't understand the reality of Christ in us and we in Christ, then we are constantly acting like not enough, not enough, not enough. Look, friend, you and I in and of ourselves fall way short of the glory of God. You and I, apart from Christ, Jesus said in John 15, can do nothing. But you know what? We are not apart from Christ. We are grafted in. We are in union with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's not because of something we did. 1 Corinthians 1.29 says, Of Christ are ye in Christ, or, or of God are you in Christ. God has done it. So what difference does this anointing, his anointing, make in our lives? Well, This verse that is one of these in Christ realities, 1 John 2.27, says that it teaches us concerning all things. That's important. It's important for us to be guided, to be instructed of the Lord. And his anointing that abides in us teaches us all things. And that's a powerful thing. I need to move on. Here's another in Christ reality. In Christ, we already have peace, even during the tribulations of this world, because Jesus has overcome the world. Now, I mentioned John 16, 33, the Lord Jesus is speaking to his disciples in the upper room on the night he was betrayed, and he's saying things that are getting his disciples really worried. He's saying, now there's things that are coming. I'm going to be leaving you. I need to go because I need to go back to my Father. If I don't go, then another, the Holy Spirit, will not be able to come to you. And he could tell that his disciples had that worried look that came over their faces. And he says this 
And, and, and he also speaks, spoke in that time of being persecuted as well. And he says this in John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you. What are the things I have spoken that Jesus is talking about? Well, he's right in the midst of sharing a lot with his disciples in the upper room, starting in John chapter 13, all of 13, all of 14, all of 15, all of 16, and then all of 17. These things I have spoken to you. And he goes on to say that in me, in me, in Christ, you're not in a position, you're not in a privilege, you are not in an identity, you are in a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, in me, oh, by the way, that person is called by the prophet Isaiah, the prince of peace, in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Boy, isn't that true? And aren't we seeing that right now with this whole coronavirus pandemic crisis? Tribulation on every hand. But listen to what the master says. He says, but be of good cheer. Why? Why, oh, why would we be of good cheer in such a dark situation? Jesus says this, I have overcome the world. Wow, that's a a timely word for right now. And we have all of that peace and the blessings of God's peace. Because in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, we see that it's all because God, who did not even spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, he freely gave. Uh, how shall he not also freely give us all things? So there's a powerful truth. Thank God for that. And that is really an in Christ reality. This second, uh, this other item that I'm bringing up here, Romans 8.32, it says, how shall he not also together with him? Let me start at the beginning of Romans 8.32 because it is so powerful. It says this, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Did you hear that? How in the world, if God did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how in the world could he not give us all things? We have Jesus. Dear friend, having him, we have all. You see, These verses that I've been sharing, and and by the way, these are just some of the nearly 200 in Christ realities that are statements of fact in the New Testament. Believer, this is who you and I really are because of Jesus and not because of you. You see, child of God, you are truly blessed beyond imagination. It doesn't matter how good or bad the times are. And you have a security. This good deposit that God has of everything good that he has given to you is in Christ. Can Satan go in Christ? No. Can coronavirus or any kind of virus or pandemic go into Christ? No. Can can uh, economic disaster go in Christ? No. Can 
depression go in Christ, or disease, or infirmity, or whatever, confusion, or uh, depression, or anxiety. No. Christ himself is like a, um, a mountain of peace, a rampart of peace, a fortress of peace. I think about that incredible hymn of our faith, a mighty fortress is our God. Martin Luther, the reformer, understood this. He understood that Christ himself, God himself, is a mighty fortress. Think about that. You are in a fortress of peace. You know, I feel led to share this wonderful hymn of our faith, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, from Martin Luther. And he based this hymn Upon Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I would say it this way, God himself is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Here's this incredible hymn of our faith, a mighty fortress is our God. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. Wow, (laughs) we're facing a flood of mortal ills right now with this pandemic. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Verse 2. Did we in our strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side. The man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth, his name. From age to age the same. And he must win the battle. Verse 3, and though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we would not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. (laughs) The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. Verse 4. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. What a powerful, powerful truth. Indeed, our God himself is a, indeed a mighty fortress. And dear friend, we've been talking about the realities that we have in Christ. We are in him. And I want to strongly urge you, especially during this time of crisis, open up your Bible, do a search. We can do these electronic searches and do it very quickly and search out All of these in Christ reality verses. Remember what I said at the top of the program. Uh, These are the verses in your Bible that say, in Christ, 
or in him, or by Christ, or by him, or through Christ, or through him, and so forth. You get the idea. Nearly 200 of these incredible verses. Dear friend, this is the way our Heavenly Father has ordained it. Our Father is such a loving, good God. Look, I can't say this enough. He is indeed a blessing God. And the reason why he's a blessing God is because he is good. And good does good. (laughs) I know that seems awfully simple, but it's so true. But we lose sight of that. We think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be thinking about myself, you know, I I need to be a blessing to others. How can you be a blessing to others if you don't understand the blessing that you're in? If you think you're poor, you will act like a poor person. And what does a poor person do? Well, a beggar goes scrapping after food and shelter for themselves. But what does a rich person do? Well, a rich person has the capability of generosity. Remember Andrew Carnegie, that great uh, industrialist, and philanthropist, there are buildings that he built, concert halls, libraries, museums that bear his name. Why? Because he was rich. He was richly blessed. How can you be a a blessing to others if you yourself are not blessed? Believer, you are blessed. But what if you think you're not blessed? Or worse yet, what do you think If you get the mindset, well, I haven't been good enough. I haven't been righteous enough. That's going to completely subvert living in the blessing. Dear friend, your heavenly father blesses you because he loves you. And that blessing overflows. It's more than enough for you. It's way too much for you. And guess what? That overflow works as blessing to others. I was talking with a sister in the Lord uh, on the phone this afternoon, and we were uh, talking about the current crisis. And I said to her, you know, um, all a child of God needs to do in a crisis like this is act normal. Not normal for the world, but normal as a believer. You see, our normal is that we are blessed beyond imagination. As it says in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And again, I want to go back for a moment to uh, Psalm 103, where we kicked off this series. Let me just read the first couple, three verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your iniquities diseases. Dear friend, even coronavirus, COVID-19, he heals that. Verse 4, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's Psalm 103 verses 1 through 5. Let's pray. Father, 
Thank you so much that you are this way. You're so good. You are a blessing, Father. Father, continue by the Holy Spirit to shine the light on this scriptural truth that we have shared today. Lord, rain your spring showers of refreshing over this word, that it would sprout and grow mightily in our lives and be an evidence, not only in our lives, but also through us to be a blessing to so many that need the hope, that need the strength, that need the encouragement at this dark hour. And we promise to give you and you alone the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear friend, thank you so, so much for listening in to the Daily in Christ podcast. And may I ask a favor, please? If this podcast is a blessing to you, I have no advertising budget. You are my advertising. Would you please let a few friends know about the Daily in Christ podcast? It's available on every podcasting platform. We also have information about our podcast and how to receive it at our Daily in Christ website, dailyinchrist.org. That's dailyinchrist.org. I'm Mark Van Oos, your teacher here on the Daily in Christ podcast. Dear friend, always remember, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him.